0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, we are reviewing the All-22 look of the Miami Dolphins' dominant victory over the Cleveland Browns in Week 10 of the 2022 NFL season. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked on Network. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com, and your host here today on the show. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. As today, we dive into the coaches' tape and explore all of the storylines that come from Miami's 39 to 17 victory over the Cleveland Browns. Today's episode of locked on dolphins is brought to you by our friends over at prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's PrizePicks.com. promo code locked on. Um, as you would imagine with a team performance like this one for the Dolphins, there was a lot of good. There were a lot of unsung heroes in the course of the Dolphins first 10 games that stepped into the forefront and were critical factors for the Dolphins in this game. A glue guy like Alec Ingold scoring a touchdown on the RPO on the sneak flat where Tua flashes the ball and ducks underneath because of quick upfield penetration and drops the ball underneath and, Ingle goes out and makes a play, and, and Tyreek Hill throws a block for him. Guy like Trent Sherfield, who you know, in the midst of this game, kind of per- perfectly encapsulated all the things that he has been that haven't been in the box score. Because I watched Trent Sherfield on one outside run for the Dolphins, step down and seal Miles Garrett on the edge. Trent Sherfield got the edge on Miles Garrett. Think about that. I mean, just just think about the stature difference in those two players and uh, for for Trent Sherfield to have those kind of reps every single week, I, I was really glad to see him get rewarded in this weekend's contest with a touchdown on a really nice play and it was a, a, an earned score as well. Uh, Robert Jones playing at left guard, I thought he played his best performance as a member of the Miami Dolphins. Obviously he was a rookie UDFA last year. Uh, So his ability to work into the lineup has been slow and steady in the last couple of weeks without Liam Eikenberg. I did not think he played particularly well last week, but this week, um, really, really quality job played, controlled football. I I think um, there was nobody in Cleveland's front that really tested the athleticism of Robert Jones. And because of that, he played well within his means and he played consistent. Uh, I'll say the entire interior offensive line. Robert Jones, Robert Hunt, Connor Williams. They busted the Browns up, up front, if we're being honest. And obviously, you know, Toronto said it's a more high-profile player. He had this heavyweight showdown with, with Miles Garrett anyway. But the interior trio, um, I thought, played a phenomenal game. They They worked the inside of the Browns' defense and all that success that the Dolphins had rushing with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert and Savan Akhmeh getting a little bit of action, Well, you could tip your cap to those guys uh, because those guys are, are the reason why. Now, not all of our unsung heroes um, made overwhelmingly positive contributions to the cause. Um, Cedric Wilson was somebody that the Dolphins signed, and we all expected to be a key role player, and he hasn't quite found that rhythm yet. But they did give him a chance because they called this end around. And I hated the call at the time. And I still don't like the call relative to the sense of Miami was moving the ball out well up and down the field, the entire length of the field. But they get down on about the 25-yard line, and they call an end-around pass. And and Cedric Wilson takes the end around and kind of sets up to throw. And he's got two guys wide open. One of them is Tyreek Hill running a corner or a flag. To that side of the field that the end around was run to, so it, it's running right into his field division. and the other one is Tua Tagovailoa running the the throwback wheel on the backside with only a, a interior defensive lineman like looking to carry him. You could have made it to play. Tyreek Hill was wide open by about five yards and in full speed. It's at the twenty five yard line, so it's not like you're gonna leave it short and and you didn't have to throw a throw that you wish you could have back. Well, he choked the ball and, and looked to run it and took a sack and have to think that they'll they'll probably think twice before they, they call that one again uh, just based on the opportunity that was given. But upon further review, I, you know, I chimed in during the game, like, man, I, I really don't like that call. Um, And the call worked. They just didn't throw the ball. So... Um, I have, I know I mentioned Tron Armstead's name as well, but I wanted to shout him out because I have this like utmost respect for what he is doing playing through injury. It's, it's really, really impressive to see him go out here and fight every single week. And he is leading by example. Um, I think everybody that's familiar with the Dolphins team right now can kind of feel the opportunity to do something unique relative to recent history with this team. And for him to go out there and and put it on the line and and play hurt. Um, And I think there's some times where you see it, but he's still like 80% or 70% of Teron Armstead is your best offensive tackle by a mile. He's just that good of a player. And I thought you saw that against Miles Garrett. His pass sets were really good. Um, There were a couple of times where he got tangled up, his feet got tangled up with Robert Jones, and, and they ended up, uh, with, with Miles Garrett putting power through Armstead and putting Armstead on the ground. But I thought most of those negative reps uh, in pass protection came because of feet getting tangled up with your left guard. So um, all in all, I, I think I don't need to tell you anything you don't already know about Tua Valoa and Tyreek Hill and Jay Waddle. They're the straws that stir the drink for this offense. Maybe not statistically this week. Well, what the Browns did is they played a lot of quarters and they played a lot of cover six, which means you know, you're either going four defenders responsible for deep quarters of the field, or you have quarter, quarter, and then one player that's responsible for half. Um, and the Browns tried to do that to kind of jump down into the middle of the field and prevent the explosive plays and be able to bracket more routes. And this was the game that I think a lot of the peripheral players offensively for the Dolphins needed to have so that you had a confidence that if we got to change gears, these guys are going to be re- ready to step up to the plate. I thought it was a very efficient game for the Dolphins offense. They killed them up front. I mean, they they mauled the Browns up front. Teams want to play quarters against us, and that's the kind of effort that you can give us in the run game, then pff, outstanding. You're going to have a chance to win every football game the way there, that you play the rest of the season. And that's all you could really ask for, you know, if we're being honest, is – Oh, you take care of business enough times, you know, the Dolphins seven and three, they got seven games left. You go four and three over those stretches, just average play to close the season, you're gonna have 11 wins. You're gonna be have a ticket the postseason and, and, you know, you, you'd hope the kind of peaking that we're seeing now either sustains itself or they're able to, to catch lightning in a bottle and get really, really hot. Prize picks, daily fantasy done right. Pick two to five players. And if they go more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections from the house. Prize picks offers projection on just about any and every sport that you can imagine. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe and reliable withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. I would highly recommend if you like daily fantasy sports. To download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit $100, they're going to give you another $100. You put $50 in, they're going to give you another $50. That's prizepicks.com. Download the app, visit the website. Don't forget to use promo code locked on for that instant deposit match up to $100. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but if you've been putting it off you want to listen up. Locked on Dolphin's listeners get can get the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year and you will not want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from SimplySafe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get the priority police response that your home needs. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day. Which is less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL because there is no safe like Simply Safe. There's really not a lot uh, to take away from special teams other than the, um, quite frankly, disastrous play from uh, Jason Sanders with the, the missed extra points. It's um, kind of overviewing the snap counts Clayton Fesdalum, Justin Bethel, Channing Tyndall, Jason Sanders, Elijah Campbell, Andrew Van Ginkle, Sam McGuavin, Tanner Connor. I mean, th- these are the guys that collected the most. Snaps. Uh, I will say that the uh the early kickoff, the opening kickoff return that the Browns had that they gouged the Dolphins for looked like we had a couple players who got out of position. J- Javon Holland slipped and missed his footing. Trent Sherfield kind of let let it get bounced outside of him as the outside contain guy. uh Somebody in the in the interior kinda, looked like they kind of got washed and and too far out of position that created an earlier cut advantage than what you would want. So a couple moving parts on, on that individual play that I thought jumped out and, and, uh, let the dolphins down a little bit on that opening field position that obviously set them up to have success. No puns. So we don't have any Thomas Morstead storylines to talk about. Um, but I will say this you know, the, the kicking game beyond just Jason Sanders, uh, I expressed concern. I think it was last week that, that you know, we, we are priming ourselves for somebody to come inside a block a kick and in, in the field goal kicking game, not the punting game. And it almost happened uh, with the first field goal attempt or kick that Jason Sanders made. Uh, we had somebody come slicing through inside of the tight end, outside of the offensive tackle. And uh, the, that penetration, when it first came, I was, when I saw it on the coach's film, I asked myself, wow, like how did that kick, how, how did he not get through and get that kick? So uh, watch that C-gap penetration in the kicking game. Uh, it, it's something to make note of because teams have continued to come after it. And the Browns got very close. Uh, to a kick that could have swung some big momentum their way throughout the course of this game. But I'll pull up the uh, the defensive snap counts here. Uh, I can tell you already this was the second uh, superhero performance from Melvin Ingram this season. <laughs> uh, the first one was the Bills game, but Ingram was a monster. A monster against the Browns. I will say this in general about the Browns. Uh, I have to imagine that Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin are probably still having nightmares about Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Andrew Vink, and Melvin Ingram, all the guys that the Dolphins threw at him off the edge. Chubb very easily could have had five sacks, and I wish I was exaggerating, but I am not. He's held twice at the end of the first half that took sacks off the board. Um, and he had two other ones in the second half in which he was full speed coming into Jacoby Brissett as Jacoby Brissett threw the ball. And I understand, oh, well, it doesn't, almost sacks don't count, right? Like there's the whole pressure. I don't even want to use the word debate because it's not a debate. It's, it's just this uh, red herring for people that want to be upset about things, about what's going on. Once upon a time it was uh, Connor Williams wasn't a good center. And uh, then there's 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 endless examples, right, Uh, of of wanting to be mad just for the sake of being mad or being stressed just for the strength of being stressed. But um, the Dolphins, the the edge rush group, I mean, Bradley Chubb, from a pass rush perspective, a lot of power overwhelmed anybody. Um, and, And of the holds that that Bradley Chubb got held on, they didn't even call half of them. I don't know what we got to do to get some more holding calls when guys are getting blatantly torn down. Christian Wilkins got torn down once. Jalen Phillips got torn down once. Bradley Chubb got torn down a bunch of times, only had a couple of them called. Um, Really, really dominant performance on the edge in both the pass and the run game uh, for the Dolphins. I thought both Chubb and Phillips did an excellent job setting the edge against the run as well and, and creating firm fits. And what that, of course, allows you to do is turn runs back inside to your pursuit. And, uh, it's a complete performance from both of those starring guys. And and we had 42 snaps from Jalen Phillips. We had 44 snaps from Bradley Chubb. We have 34 snaps from Melvin Ingram. We had 24 snaps from Andrew Van Ginkle. Obviously we had uh, Emmanuel Agba go down in the first half. He had 10 snaps total. He's been placed on IR, uh, with a triceps injury, which is a bummer for Emmanuel obviously his season hasn't gone the way that I think anybody hoped that it would when they signed him to the contract that they did um Agba had had a lot of success the last couple of years you kind of felt um getting him back was a key piece of the offseason and and in hindsight you're going to look at it and say well then they went out and traded for Bradley Chubb and we're going to have lots of conversations about the contract and, and what the window for transition would look like and all that, but what's most important right now is like he's not going anywhere for 2023. So let's hope he, he heals up the torn triceps, st- the stinky injury. Uh, sending best wishes to Emmanuel Agba. Hope that he, he gets back to 100%. We see the version of, of him, uh, that we saw in 2019 or 2020 and 2021. Uh, we get a chance to see in 2023. So, sending best wishes to Emmanuel, but only 10 snaps play for him because he did go down in the first half of this game. Um I would say I admired what the dolphins did on the back end uh, throughout the course of the game because we we had Keon Crosson who went down after 11 snaps defensively. Maybe we should carry more than four corners. <laughs> I know you've got a lot of DBs and a lot of safety types who can cover, right? Elijah Campbell played some snaps and got some good run and I thought he played really well. He almost had an interception. Uh, Eric Rowe, I thought, played his, his rear end off again the second straight week. Justin Bethel, obviously, stepping in. Uh, but knowing Benogany was a healthy scratch. And Cater Kohu had. Uh, so I'll say this Cater Kohu was the most, cons- most productive, but I thought Xavier Howard played his best game of the season. And that is obviously worth so much to the Dolphins in shadowing against Amari Cooper. He did an excellent job shadowing against Amari Cooper. Uh, Cater Kohu got his hands on a couple of footballs. Cater Kohu's dropping down into the box and fit the run in these condensed formations it was really impressive to watch him kind of wears Waldo and pop up all over the formation. So, um they played a lot of man. And uh they actually I I was surprised to to see them do what what I kind of uttered half-heartedly at the end of last week, which was I would take the bears game plan and I would do that again, which is a lot of man coverage. Um, you can heat them up if you want to bring some pressure, but you know, play occupy the interior three, uh, on the offensive line with three down linemen for your defense and have, you know, your, your guys on the edge, play as studs and play man coverage behind it. And they did that. And, um, they still mix in their zones, but they, they had very little stress other than cater Kohu getting beat on what was a really nasty move by a uh, double move by Donovan people's Jones on the first, first offensive play of the game and tip your cap. They had time. They, they max protected it and uh was a really good route and they hit you over the top. And then they get up in the end zone a couple plays later and you move on and they score 10 points the rest of the way. So, I thought that was a good performance uh, for a lot of the key pieces, but that would be my one observation is if you have a healthy corner on your 53, like let's dress it. <laughs> like we don't really have the flexibility. Uh, you do because they, they took Javon Holland and they're, they're moving Javon Holland and he's playing hook curl and he's played a little bit more uh, moving around to give you a chance. And Eric Rowe did a lot of, of moving to the perimeter as compared to being a low uh, coverage player as well. But Um, For peace of mind sake, I think having the fifth corner is worth it um, most weeks. Maybe not this upcoming week against Houston, but we also need to figure out what the status is of uh, Keon Cross and uh, with the shoulder injury that looked like he went down on the punt on a punt. He jammed a gunner and kind of immediately went down. If you've been listening to this podcast for any extended period of time, you know about the affinity that exists for Built Bar, but uh, they have a very special opportunities. We're going to pause the pod uh, because they have new reimagined flavors at Built Bar, which is a total game changer cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola. First time they dipped into the granola world. Uh, and then candy cane, brownie puff, and the puffs are like chewing on clouds. So, uh, th- these bars, if you're unfamiliar, have 100% chocolate, 17 grams of protein, 130 total calories, uh, they are absolutely positively delicious right now. You can get 15% off your order by using the code locked on 15 at built.com. That is code locked on 15 at built.com. You got to try these because you, you will not be sorry. As we bring today's pod to a close. I think the the final observation that I wanted to make is a little bit more of an ancillary one. These guys are so excited for making plays, but what really excited me was that the level of excitement that they show when somebody else makes the play. You see J- Jalen Phillips dapping up Zach Sealer when Zach Sealer punched the football out on the Nick Chubb fumble, to the degree in which he did, and the level of excitement that was there. You see the level of excitement when Elandon Roberts drops Nick Chubb like a sack of potatoes. You see the level of excitement when you get a fourth down stop and Javon Holland's 20 yards off the ball play in high post safety and he's running up here and he is super excited. You see Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert's reaction to when any, any of the other guy does anything. You see Tyree Kill celebrating with Jeff Wilson on the touchdown run as he's getting into the end zone. It's really cool to see all these little micro moments from the Miami Dolphins where somebody makes a play and somebody else on the team is more excited for them to make the play than they would be if they themselves made the play. It's a sp- pretty pretty special variable to this Dolphins team with how well that they uh, played on Sunday against the Browns and the, the way they've been able to string some wins together. And I'm hoping that coming out of the bye week, that can continue to be infectious because if it is, uh, the enthusiasm and the the effort will show, as it has shown recently, and uh, that can position the Dolphins to have a very, very successful second half of the season after the bye week. So I'm excited for it. So I hope you guys tune in. We get a lot of great content coming up here on the bye week. Uh, the Dolphins, first place Dolphins in the AFC East sitting at 7-3. and three. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Make it a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.